1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, We are back with another episode, and this one's really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, this is, what, Secrets and Loans? It is. Yes. Yes. And uh, because we did a swap last week on who was doing our summary, uh, Mm -hmm. Sandra is up. And I mean, I'm going to say, Sandra, you have... You have a lot of competition cuz the last couple ones have been pretty solid. They
0: have and this episode is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see how I do. Um let me know when to start. Ready? Yep. Okay. Go. Good news Rory scores better than Paris on their PSATs. Bad news The Crap Shack has termites, and Kirk prices the repairs at 15k. Rory tells Emily even after Lorelei says not to, causing a fight. Lorelai will do this on her own, refusing help from both Emily and Luke, even though no bank will give her a loan. Well, one will. Emily's bank, but only if it's co-signed by Emily. There's drama and successful manipulation. Meanwhile, Rory is prickly with Dean and Lane, especially after finding out she's now a cheerleader. Thankfully, Rory makes up with everyone in her Time life. Out. Oh, and Jackson wears pajamas himself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Technically, the last line is just a joke. Yes. I think, I mean, I think that- you really, you really snuck the lane in under, like <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, it was like a photo finish. <laughs> Listen, there's so much in this
0: episode.
1: Did I, we, I will leave it to you guys. Did we get the full? I mean, I know you said that it'll come. Lorelai's loan will come from the bank of Emily. Do we? Should we have the whole uh, sneaking in her D.A.R. meetings at the very? As the very last line in the episode. See, successful manipulation. It is.
2: It is very true. Yeah. I,
1: I mean, I, I worked at this. I just
0: didn't do it in time.
2: I feel it's like fine. we have to give you, like, extra props, though, for including the Crap Shack reference. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with no point. That's a good way, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I think no point.
1: Cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, when? but yeah,
0: Jackson did wear pajamas himself, which I'm sure we're going to talk about at one point in this episode because it needs to be spoken about.
2: Yeah, I mean, what else do we have to talk about in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, to be honest. But That's fine. we're
0: we're go- we're gonna do it.
2: Yes. Love. And like many episodes, we begin at Luke's. Yep. And Lorelai is apparently six cups of coffee deep when we see her. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How she is not, like, jittering out of her seat with that much caffeine in her, I will never know.
2: Yeah, and she's, like, tapping her pen and stuff, but, like, I don't drink coffee. Me and caffeine are not the best of friends, so I would be a mess.
0: (laughs) Well, I think she's tapping her pencil or a pen or whatever, not because of the coffee, but because she's waiting on Rory. Yeah. yeah. Like she's impatient. Yeah. Which Rory does appear. And Rory has her PSAT scores.
1: Mm-hmm. And she does psat terrific.
2: Yeah, she does yes. great.
0: <laughs> yeah, she really does do great. Okay. uh, Random confession from me. I didn't realize PSAT scores were important. Like, even here, when you're talking about it in in the show, they're like, oh, these don't matter. They do matter. They give you scholarships. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Based off of those and your SAT scores.
0: So I, yeah, I did not put as much effort as I should have into my PSAT scores. And I still low-key regret it. Because that's how you get the the merit scholarships. Oh. Yeah. I guess I
2: didn't really think about that. So, yeah. did you guys both take the SATs then? Yep.
0: Did I th- did not take the AC- ACTs. Yeah, I didn't yeah. take the
2: ACTs either. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, at least, I know that standardized testing has changed. I was a standardized testing coordinator for a high school for a year. Um, but I know that at, back when we were in high school, you could choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know do if that's the same. Or you could do both. Yeah.
1: But I don't know. I did. They're changing wanna, them again, I think. I did want to throw something out there too, because I think this change happened um, around the time that I was in high school. I oh think yeah, it was first like, or did you second. have sixteen or twenty-four? I had twenty-four. Okay, but so did I. For some of our younger viewers, um, up until probably two thousand five or so, sixteen hundred was the max. Yes, it was. Ori- it was originally. 800 per subject, and it was only two subjects, math and verbal. And then they added a third subject for 800. Reading and writing are two separate Mm -hmm. ones now. Yeah, so if you're a a younger viewer and confused as to why she (laughs) only had two scores, that is why.
0: Well, I think it's even different now. Probably. Yeah.
1: I refuse Um, to take them again.
0: (laughs) Are you guys comfortable sharing your scores?
1: I don't remember. I want to say... I wanna say I had like an eleven or twelve hundred. Oh wait, no, okay. I would have had sixteen hundred then. Yeah. I'm not that dumb. I would have been in sixteen hundred, yeah. So I, I wanna say I was like in the eleven or twelve hundred range. I would have high five. Oh, so you were sixteen
0: hundred. Okay, yeah. gotcha.
1: Okay. I'm not that dumb.
0: <laughs> I don't remember the individual scores. I do remember I did very well in reading. I got a nineteen twenty.
2: Nice. Which was like nice.
0: exciting for me, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't I just know I was a Above, I was above 600, I think, in definitely, like, reading, writing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got (laughs) into
0: maybe 500s to 600s in math. Like, I was not into math. But the other two brought me over.
1: Yeah, so they definitely changed in 2005. I graduated in 2007. So I think I was one of the last groups to take the pre-SAT at the 1600 mark. Mm. Gotcha. That's my
0: confusion.
2: Well,
1: for all
0: the non-American listeners right now, um, they suck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are other standardized tests and stuff outside of the US, but yeah. either way, it's a pretty big deal, which is why it's made such a big deal throughout the episode, but mm-hmm. Rory should be proud of her scores. Those are great scores.
0: I think Lorelai is a great mom in the scene. Yes. Yeah. Like, just like, Rory is stressed about mm-hmm. the fact that she lost 60 points in verbal kind of thing, <laughs> and I I would be too. Like, I, I get her. I understand it. Yeah. But Lorelai is just like, you did great. Please stop. Like, let's uh, celebrate kind of deal.
1: Mm-hmm. I loved the, uh, the pep talk of "It's okay if you didn't do great. Like it's not a huge deal. You mm-hmm. can take it again. You can study. You have a huge future." You got a seven sixty math and a seven forty verbal. Oh, thank God you're not dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I know it was a joke. I always giggle at it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I I like how Luke looks over her shoulder
0: mm-hmm. until he's like this
2: makes away. Her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Luke is a really great father figure to her. He really is. That's um, although her actual father, well,
0: <laughs> Luke as Doctor Friend and Frank Converter, Doctor Frank Converter is the weirdest image you can possibly
1: have. Yes. However, I would pay to see it. I oh yeah, I love the banter between them. Mm, yeah, of him like agreeing, like he's gonna go along the whole way, and then just like, "So I'll see you tomorrow." Yep, I'll have the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> they were flirting. They were. Oh yeah, were very
2: flirty. I almost expected Rory to call them out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't really flirted in season two.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Like yeah. they've been more friendly or even businessy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's interesting.
2: Yeah, but this is a good Luke Lorelei episode, which we will mm-hmm. get to the reason for in the next scene. Which, by the way, um, starts off great.
0: Yeah. Um. The alarms going off, but. Lorelai doesn't seem bothered by it she has a smile on her face
2: right there's music playing it's just like it feels like it's gonna be another one of those episodes where there's just like a sequence of the girls and they're at home and they're cozy and it just this is their happy life it's and a then her that foot wrap goes. around
1: porch which is insane it's yeah like- it reminds me of the episode that starts off with them um just like getting coffee and just music there's no yes and the pop-tarts mm-hmm. it's, yeah yeah it, it reminds me of the beginning of the same, uh, just a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Fun bam, fact: bam. the song playing is uh K. Sarah by Doris mm-hmm. Day and Frank yeah. Dibble. Frankie Bull. Frankie DeVol. But I feel like there are multiple Doris Day references throughout Grillmore Girls. So a Doris Day song for such a perfect day seems appropriate.
0: But, Bam, foot and porch. Yes.
2: Foot and we porch. Are... They call out the most uh, well-qualified inspector in Stars Hollow, which is, of course, Kirk. (laughs) And they take him pretty seriously. I mean, genuinely, how much time would Kirk have to spend to train for all of these jobs that he has? It's incredible. Do you think Kirk gets
0: fired from his jobs or he has all of these jobs at the same time?
1: I feel like he has three to four jobs simultaneously at any point in time. And then when he gets a new job that pays higher, he drops the lowest paying job. Because, like, he's and an assistant he manager
0: cycles.
1: at Dozy. And a server. You and, think that would be and, one like, of that's the a, more damn. higher paying jobs? Right. <laughs> one would think.
0: Uh, well, anyways, this termite ordeal is going to cost him 15 plus.
2: Okay. I
1: love Kirk, like, refusing to talk in the house.
2: Yeah. It's like, I'd yeah. rather
1: go outside and they go stand on the front porch and they start talking again. I'm like, you, like you're now standing where she broke On through. the actual problem. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, actually let's go down here. Let's get away from the house.
2: And while at, at the beginning they're like, Kirk you're being ridiculous. It gets to them.
1: Yeah.
0: Rory is concerned. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: $15,000. a lot of money. Lorelai's also concerned and like she, but Lorelai's focused on the monetary and like the Adult stuff. Mm -hmm. And Rory's kid panicking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Well, because, I mean, Rory doesn't really know how any of this stuff works. No. And she just hears, our house is falling apart. We got to fix it. And Lorelai is, like, logically going through, okay, what can I do to fix it? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And also logically thinking the roof is not going to cave in right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> termites are all in the foundation. The rest of it's structurally fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who
2: needs a foundation anyways?
0: So it's the next day or the same day? I Maybe, assume it would probably be day? the same day. Potentially yeah. the same
2: day. Yeah. So we get to Chilton. And
0: we go to Chilton. And Rory's having lunch at the same table as Madeline and Louise. But at separate ends. But not together. But not together.
1: Does that mean they're like 50%
2: friends now?
0: They're friendlier. Yeah, acquaintances at this point.
2: Well, and Paris brings up PSAT scores because obviously she is also super Mm -hmm. excited about them. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, the girls, Madeline and Louise, have been getting the same, like, dumbing down that Dean has because they were supposed to be, like, top students in the first Mm -hmm. season.
1: I mean, to be friends with Paris, you would have to be a top student.
2: Like... Mm -hmm. Paris mm-hmm. isn't going to put up with else anything else than that. To go to Chilton, you have to be.
0: Yeah. Madeline... Uh, not Madeline. Yeah, Madeline. Madeline's scores are okay.
2: right? Yeah. Uh, Louise especially is getting a job.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly. But Louise Highlights was...
2: And... Yeah.
0: Louise was really smart in the beginning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, they made a point to say, like, Louise got an A on an essay that Roy got a D on. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't like the dumbing down either. I will also say, like, the counting chips yeah. were very realistic, but I hate that it's in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it plays into the same thing that, like, Michel wanting, mm-hmm. what, 14 blueberries or weighing his cheese or whatever. Like, it's it's very early 2000s, late it 90s is. diet culture.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: Paris is super excited. She's mm-hmm. actually kind of cute with how excited she, she is. Desperately... She desperately
2: has every right to Cause be. Because she's proud. Yeah, like She exciting. desperately wants somebody to ask her for her scores. Like, she doesn't want and to say them. no she one just... does. And then here comes Rory on her From white across horse. across the table.
1: What'd you get, Paris? Well, thanks for
0: asking. She tells her the scores, and Rory beat her by ten by... points each. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which mm-hmm. at that point I'm pretty sure the writer is just like well eh, minus ten, and that'll be Paris's scores. Yeah, yeah. But I love oh. Worry's enjoyment of needling Paris to not yeah. tell her her scores.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, a very small, insignificant, like touch in the scene. Louise has a Poland Spring bottle, right, Ooh. which is a water bottle. Yeah. Um, that is northeast. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, oh yeah, I guess it
2: would be. Yeah,
0: in the West Coast is Arrowhead. Right. Oh it's gosh, the Same that's company. The
2: nastiest water.
0: Yeah. But they're <laughs> the same like thing. Spring they're just water, different. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really nice touch that they somehow brought out Poland's ring Spring to film. The that night, is trying to sleep. Well, actually she's really not trying to sleep.
2: No, she has, she's like
0: imagining anxiety
1: termites yeah,
2: she's all going all all her yeah falling all over her.
0: So she wakes up her daughter. Of course. Company
1: loves misery. And honestly,
0: I thought it was like, yeah, right. I thought it was one o'clock in the morning. Turns out it's only 11.
2: Yeah. The way that they're both like so tired. I mean, honestly, I'm in bed at like 930. I get this. But (laughs) the way that Rory's like, it's 11. Like, okay. Like last night I didn't go to bed until midnight, but (laughs) it's not that late. (laughs)
1: But if you say she went to bed at 10, maybe she had just fallen asleep and then like yeah. comes in and wakes her up. She's like, come on. Yeah. Because that's like the most frustrating thing ever, I feel like, to yeah. fall asleep and immediately be woken up. And it freaks Rory
0: out. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Like, for a second, she's like, go to bed. We're fine.
0: Like, blah, blah. blah. And then her eyes just pop open.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like it's like that imaginary itch like everybody's yeah. fine and then you think about it and mm-hmm. and now we're all going to be itching for the rest of this episode um <laughs> but like once you think about it it doesn't
2: go away i get well, it and <laughs> what do you do when your house is falling down you crash at your best friend's place
1: exactly yeah that's what
2: friends are for
0: yeah and suki's for all for it like she wants a whole as slumber
2: party Which is so sweet. Honestly, (laughs) I want to have a slumber party at Suki's. That sounds like so much fun.
0: Even the milkshakes, pull out the tarot cards, all All of that.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: tarot cards would be fun.
2: Yeah, Uh, Uh,
0: Suki has two fridges.
1: Do you guys well?
2: She (laughs) She probably does a lot of cooking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't notice the second fridge. I just thought she had one really big fridge. No,
0: it's two of them put next to each other. Ooh.
1: And I was trying to figure out if they
0: were, um, like, one was a fridge and one was a freezer. Well, mm-hmm. she pulled it. But it ice looks like just two of, it. of them.
1: So wouldn't that be a freezer? Yeah,
0: that's what I was like, oh, I think it's just two fridges <laughs> and the freezer is on top.
1: Interesting. Come on, scene. I'm afraid to jump too far ahead. There you go. It might be one big one. It
2: might be like a, a Mondo super refrigerator freezer combo.
1: I, I feel think... like it's one giant fridge. Yeah,
0: It might be one giant fridge. That is a giant fridge.
1: I was hoping to see the line across the top, like behind yeah. the
2: door, because the door is kind of curved down. Yeah. yeah. Suki is such a good friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, she really is.
2: Because, as we learn, she was not alone for the night. She had her <laughs> bow over. And rather than... Like she didn't want to be a bad influence <laughs> on rory or make her yeah. uncomfortable
1: like that's just so sweet it's so to sweet be fair though at 16
0: yeah even if oh, i was yeah. wearing pajamas like that like so covered i would have been horrified or mortified to for a man to see me like that
2: yeah Aww. well rory's got like such a close relationship with like half the town they've probably seen her in diapers you know like yeah not jackson specifically but yep jackson is hidden away in the closet in his special picture pajamas which we will discuss in excruciating detail (laughs) in the fashion section
1: i will say the uh, pictures on these pajamas are completely accurate for what a wrestling school pose would be
2: picture,
0: yeah
1: uh jackson
0: and he wears them every night.
1: Yeah, that is like commitment. I'm, I'm pretty sure we see him in the future wearing a different set of pajamas. Does he well, really wear? Did they say he wears them every night, or was we it just see luck? him sleep with the zucchinis? But he's in his clothes yeah. for that. Um, it's later on when he's
0: sleeping, and like they're talking about the wedding,
2: <laughs> um, and oh, okay.
0: they're like. Oh, he's still half asleep, so anything you say will come yeah. back like 3 days later. Yeah. I don't remember what pajamas. We're going to have to I- keep an eye out. <laughs> it's just a cute scene. It yeah.
2: is.
1: It's very sweet.
0: Yeah. I I don't understand how this episode has major drama but is also a filler episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's got such a mix. You We're know I mean? like you could almost take this episode out and drop it anywhere and it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- it
1: exists in a vacuum like yeah yeah things happen but kind of what happens in this episode is not really referenced ever again like there are multiple you know? things the termites lane being a cheerleader
0: yeah oh, where's jess
1: jess again. is also is he? he is in the vacuum
0: <laughs> like dean them. saw that look mm-hmm. yeah but we're not getting the tension from that at all
2: no, we're getting other tension. But yeah. speaking of Lane,
0: we go to Mrs. Kim's. Yes. Yeah, and Mrs. Kim brooms her out. Like yeah. she shoves her, her out
2: the hose, <laughs> yeah. and it's snowy out. I was just thinking, also Mrs. Yeah. Kim's spraying her porch when it's like freezing out. I'm just like, girl, She's you're to have an ice sheet. It's such <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: but I mean, better than termites, right? She she treats the termites like they're bed bugs. Mm-hmm. yeah that i understand uh, Termits, lane I is still at that.
0: school studying mm-hmm. and um quote-unquote studying so yeah.
1: does mrs Kim know and that like, she's Lauren a cheerleader just wants to see her friend i don't think so like i, I think she would have to because lane's walking around town in her cheerleading uniform yeah but she
0: says she's studying
2: yeah. So i think Lane lied when we get to the cheerleading scene, I think we can discuss it more. But I was definitely watching and wondering: Would Mrs. Kim be okay with this? Oh, actually,
1: and I completely—this is another point I forgot. In the opening scene, Rory talks about inviting Lane to go see Rocky Horror with him. Oh yeah! Can you ever
2: imagine Mrs. Kim no letting no. Lane go <laughs> see oh my Rocky gosh, Horror? No. 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 And Lorelai responds like, "Oh yeah, you know." When previously she's been like, "Do you think Miss Kim will go for like
1: the mom code?" Yeah, it none of that. Code.
2: Yeah, it, yeah it, nope. it's no
1: longer existence.
2: Well,
0: we have some more high school drama. Um, Madeline calls, and it's very <laughs> Mean Girls, but not. I guess it wasn't a mean.
2: No, thing, it just Paris like, trying. That, it yeah. Happened. that
0: Mean Girls yeah. like I'm talking to someone, but someone else is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, scene. And they just want to know the PSAT scores.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I judge Paris for this, not because it happened, that's very Paris, but because she didn't choose Louise. Yeah. Right? Like, Madeline Ooh. is so sweet and, as far as we know, cannot lie very well. Yeah. I feel like Louise would have pulled it off much better.
2: But Louise probably also wouldn't have done it. She would have been like, no, Paris, I am not. <laughs> I am not doing I love, that for you. I love that Rory
0: automatically knows his Paris.
2: Yeah. Yes. And this is, like, an experience that, I'm going to sound so old, kids these days just don't have. Like, how often do you find yourself, one, talking on a phone, but two, talking on a phone while your friends are around? Like, you're not holding the phone up between you and, like, trying to listen to whoever's on the other line anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And let's let's absolutely clarify this whole Mean Girls, if you have not seen the movie Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, it's a movie reference. (laughs) Three-way calling was a thing. So you would call your friend, and you would hit the flash button on your phone, and you would dial the new number. And then once they answered, you would hit the flash button again, and all three people would be on the same call. That's how Henry and Lane are talking. Yes. Yeah. However, there's no notification or anything like that to let you know who's on the call. So whoever got Mm -hmm. called first could very easily just be quiet. And that's how, you know, you hear what the other person really thinks about you. Yeah, fight start between teenage girls. It happened to me.
2: Yeah, I feel like
1: it happened to me too. Technology and the
2: teenage girl is just (laughs) not
0: a match made in heaven.
2: Well, Rory hangs
0: up. Yep, (laughs) like Paris is mid. No, hang up.
2: Well, they also Um, need to get to Friday night dinner.
0: Yes, this is true. Well, Laura's on the computer, which she hates to
2: be on the computer. She really (laughs) does. (laughs)
0: And she can't get a loan. And no. I'm, okay, why not?
2: Well, I so, mean, he talks about it at the loan appointment, right? Yeah. She just doesn't have enough money.
1: It wasn't until that conversation that I, like you, Sandra, I was like, why? She has a mm-hmm. good job. Um, As far as we know, she doesn't have like a lot of credit card debt or anything like that that we know about. But he does mention that she has taken out two previous loans on the house, which Mm -hmm, means there's a very good chance she already has two mortgages on this house. So depending (sighs) on when she got them and what the amounts are for, the loan she would be getting would be valued against her house. That would be the collateral. And if those other two loans cost the same amount or at least close to the same amount of what that house costs, that third loan, there's... If she defaults on one, she's most likely going to default on three. And that third loan would not get its money.
0: That was a lot of adulting right there. It is a lot yeah. of adult things.
1: <laughs> I went through a mortgage and a second mortgage last year to remodel my house that I then immediately <laughs> sold. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, well, in
0: this conversation, um, Rory points out there's an obvious solution.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And much like Suki did in the pilot, she shot down immediately. Yep. Yeah, like no, that won't happen. And please, like, do not mention it.
1: Yeah, I I feel for Lorelai here. Like, mm-hmm. as an adult, yes, you're gonna go through this torture for your kid. But as of now, she does not feel like she has exhausted all options yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And no. ultimately, she knows. I'm sure I knows she'll probably end up talking to her parents at one point about it, but she's not there yet.
0: Yeah. And she knows that, uh, that asking Emily would be another string mm-hmm. that Emily would have on her.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't want that. And that's valid. But we get to Friday night dinner, and they're, what, just small-talking? Richard's working. Yeah, Richard's working. Um, just last which, two weeks apparently. Yeah. To, to be fair, once you resign from somewhere, you're putting in the you're minimal gone. amount. Like, yeah. Even if you give your two weeks notice, you're not working at seven o'clock on a Friday night.
0: Yeah, yeah. They but, just need an excuse, and then they realize, oh shit, the the excuse we usually give can't be done.
1: <laughs> no, it's just the last couple weeks. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. But. So Emily finds out and she immediately just gets up and goes to get the checkbook. Like, I feel like, and, and you guys might disagree. Well, it's not just
0: that Emily finds out, is that Rory tells yeah. her.
1: Yes. Tells
0: her, even though Lorelai is giving her eyes, like, please stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real rough. It's, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, one of the, it's as disrespectful as the time that Rory, like, disappears. Like she's blatantly to her mom's face is just like
1: yeah, Rory is no right
0: disobeying her.
1: Yeah, harsh. Yeah, but Emily just gets up and she's gonna go write a check immediately. And I will say, at this point in time and the way she's acting, I truly feel like she just wants to help. Me too. Yes, she's not trying to think of strings or trying to figure out what she can get out of it she just wants to make sure her daughter and her granddaughter have safe roofs over their head
2: yeah Yeah. it's like a knee-jerk reaction to like there's a problem and i have a solution Mm -hmm. and lorelei literally takes the pen out of her hand
0: i think it's one of emily's best moments i agree although it's colored by the end yeah because i don't know if she's (sighs) being um altruistic here you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I can't decide because I can't. We'll we'll get there. I don't want to yeah. jump ahead. Yeah,
0: we'll get there. But first, we have to get to Lorelai's
2: pissed off, justifiably so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I can kind of see where Rory is coming from in that she knows it's a lot of money. She knows it's more money than you know her mom can probably come up with, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know what? My mom is being stubborn. She always is stubborn about my grandparents. Now Rory has this positive relationship with her grandparents, mm-hmm. so she can see the benefit of like working with them. Yeah. But kiddo, you're sixteen. Like. Yeah. And I really appreciate the the end of this fight at the end of the episode. Um, but like in this moment, I see what Rory is trying to do, and I completely understand why Lorelai is furious.
0: I will give one defense to Rory, and that's that Lorelai confuses her, because Lorelai pulls the best friend card seven Mm -hmm. out of ten times, Mm
1: -hmm. and those
0: three times that she's like mom first, Rory's always talking to her like a best friend, and Lorelai, that's when Lorelai's like, you cannot talk to me that way, so it is a little confusing.
1: It's very confusing, especially because even before dinner, Lorelai is telling Rory that Jacko's loans and stuff turned me down. So Mm -hmm. Rory is hearing there are no other options. And Lorelai is the one that has told her, I have no options. So Rory is logically and emotionally at the choice of, well, gonna have to get help from the grandparents. Lorelai Mm -hmm. is, okay, logically at the point. I'm probably going to have to go there, but she still needs to process and deal emotionally with the guilt or whatever strings Emily and Richard are going to pull on her. Yeah, and I do like that, um,
0: I mean, like yells at Rory here.
1: I'm not a fan of that. It just, it feels like like a very immature response.
0: I agree. What I was going to say is that I like that Rory defends herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of situations um, where you're just getting yelled at and you just, like, you don't know what to do. So it's nice to see Rory, like, defend herself.
1: Yeah. Again, like you guys said, um, because Rory and Lorelai's relationship is such the best friend relationship seven out of ten times, this feels like a best friend's fight. Yeah. This doesn't feel like a mother-daughter fight. It feels like a best friend fight to me.
0: Well, Lorelai's harsh here. Yeah. But also, her kids stepped out in line. I don't know. It's a a weird thing to comment on because I'm not a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm not Rory's mom.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like, this is Lorelai's biggest trigger, right? Mm -hmm. Having her mom see any kind of failure, especially where Rory is involved, right? Like, the night she ended up in Patty's with Dean, like- these kind of things are what really trigger Lorelai, and she has the biggest reactions to these. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that perfect combination of not feeling adequate when her mom is aware of it.
1: Yeah. 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 On top of it, though, like, Lorelai is clearly angry. She mm-hmm. does not talk, does not look at Rory for all of dinner, for the whole drive home. I think Rory mentions it's been two hours. Yeah. And in Lorelai's defense on this, Rory chases her and badgers her to discuss it. And she's yeah, letting room. her deal with her anger.
0: Yeah. Like, and they... like, I don't know about you guys, but like growing up, if my parents' room was closed, you don't go no. in there. Like yeah, you knock.
2: Yeah. Right, you yeah. knock. You don't just open yeah. the door, especially and right after it's been slammed. And it, it's mm-hmm. a
1: timid knock too. Like a, yeah. I'm going to put it, and if they hear me, great. But if not, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charlie gave me one of those knocks yesterday after Aww. I had like just gotten out of the shower. So I just hear this tiny little... And I just stood there for a second.
2: <laughs> Again.
1: And I open it and she's standing here. We got her a gymnastics mat for her for Christmas. She's in, and so she's just standing there with it like on its side, kind of wrapped around her like she's trying to turn it into a cape or something. <laughs> I don't know. And then she just kind of fell over and covered herself up with it.
0: Kids, Kids are anyway. <laughs> Um. Anyway. Well, there's high school drama, but no longer Chilton drama. Yeah. Now it's Star's Hollow drama. We have left Chilton. We don't care about PSAT scores. Never mentioned again.
2: Nope. Yeah, no. Uh, we gotta be true to our school, and then that school is Star's Hollow High. <laughs> and
1: isn't this where Dean walks out, yells, think fast, and throws a basketball Yes, at it is. Head? Yes, it Rory, is. <laughs> at
2: Rory Gilmore. If there's ever been a clear sign that these two should not be together, I don't, I don't think that's the truth.
0: <laughs> well, she, like, is immediately, like, why would you throw a ball at me? Which is fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a valid concern. But I think this is another instance of showing that Dean and Rory are no longer on the same page.
1: Yes. I, yeah. I would agree with that. that. There
0: are, because even when they're talking, it's a little, like, anger, but not... Mm-hmm. It wasn't a full-on fight, but they were no. bickering.
2: She's in a bad mood. And previously we've seen Dean like immediately pick up on her being upset and like he understands, you know, when stuff's going on with her and her mom. And I mean, to his credit, he does do an okay job at talking to her about her and Lorelai having a, a scuffle, but he also makes it weird when he's talking yeah. about her being stubborn. It just feels very <laughs> shallow. Yeah. And he's like, along with all of the like wonderful traits that you got from your mom, like that is one of them, I'm like, ew Dean Dean is in love with Lorelai or (laughs) Lorelai
0: is in love with Dean
2: and I still can't figure out which one
0: it is, Both. a little bit of both yeah, they do have a cute little makeup,
1: they do yeah, and I do appreciate Rory, like, recognizing when she's having a little bit of a irrational reaction, like, you know what, Mm -hmm. this is because I'm in a bad mood I'm sorry, it's not your fault it's a very mature thing to do that yeah. I don't know if I ever did at 16 or 17 years old.
2: <laughs> well,
0: he goes to get his ball. Yes. And she, the cheerleaders come out and she turns to look at them. And oh my God, that is Lane Kim in white tights and a pleated skirt. And she looks
1: happy. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're laughing. They're talking. These but girls are having a good time. immediately look away it's oh, like know,
0: yeah. it's so funny it's like oh shit i've been caught picture of horrified mortified like <laughs> it's just so funny dean's poor ball though
2: that's so fu- it feels like so like charlie brown Like <laughs> oh somebody ran over my ball she <laughs> oh, just chases after
0: rory and she like runs away she's gotta get coffee oh, right now well, we go back to the banking crisis and mm-hmm. no bank is taking Lorelei seriously. Much are are definitely not Mr. Rogowski. I mm-hmm.
1: I have a note you guys right? think it's Dave's dad or uncle or some kind of relation? It has to relation? be in my head. In my
2: head it is. Yeah, I think that would make sense. It's a right? pretty specific it, last name.
1: It is. Yeah. But in the subtitles, this one was spelled, I think, R E G A L, and continues. And then I think once mm. we actually get Dave Rogalski, it's R Y
2: L. Mm. Oh, it is
0: Y. Well, so sometimes the know. subtitles
2: are written by misspelled. people who are listening, yep. not people who are reading. You know. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. That's true. So
1: we can we can decide. It's canon.
0: Well, so she's she's going through this process. Um, They sneak in a very dirty joke
2: by yeah. Michelle. <laughs> that she should yeah. just start offering laugh dances. And she just no, gives a look. No, 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 no. That's not one? the
0: one I'm talking about. Oh. No.
2: I think it's is right the, after that,
1: right? Yeah.
0: It's the Thailand girls with the ping oh, pong yes. joke. With the ping pong trick, I'm sorry. Yeah. That is super dirty. I was not expecting yeah, it.
2: Yeah, honestly, for like a prime time family... Like, drama this
1: would this would probably be like a prime season three how i met your mother joke right so yes. like a decade later yeah. Really yeah not family show and i don't even know if it's appropriate for me to explain it on the while that it's coming from michelle <laughs> i'm gonna go with no just to be no. safe <laughs> I have a note somewhere. I don't exactly remember in what conversation it happens, but I'm pretty sure Laura like hers is by Michelle's name at some point.
0: She does. <laughs> by Michelle is what she says. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I found that hilarious. Emily calls, and she's calling to say that she spoke to Miles Hahn today.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Of of course, we all know who Miles Hahn is. Of course. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> well, he's the president of Mink. And there's an appointment at 3.15 on Thursday.
2: Be there. Be square. Yep. And of course, Lorelai's is immediately like, no. Nope. Not gonna go.
1: And I still think Emily's being
0: nice here. Mm -hmm. I do too. Yeah. Like, that's super supportive. She got her uh, an appointment with a bank when literally every other bank in the world is saying her no. Mm -hmm. But it's also because of the Gilmore name.
1: Well, it's because of the Gilmore name and there's obviously a personal relationship between Emily and this man as well. So it's... Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, it's a combination of the two. And I feel like at this point, Emily knows already co is going to be needed. The bank guy yeah. probably knows co is going to be needed. Yeah. And what better way to back up your finances than to have Emily or Richard Gilmore's signature on it?
0: Right? Who can and afford it with a check?
1: Yeah. Especially when they could just cash it out immediately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said before, we go... Back to Dean and Rory, who are exiting Luke's. Mm-hmm. Jess is nowhere to be seen.
1: Jess
2: who?
0: Yeah, he's not he's an Walmart. issue here.
1: Mm. I don't think he has this I don't that think job yet. Yeah, no. I
0: think that's Too next early. season.
1: He, he would need the car for that job, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not yet.
0: But Dean and Rory finish their coffee, and they have this little tiny peck. And then Rory goes in for like a bigger kiss. What was the point of that? Like, I'm not saying like, oh, boyfriend and girlfriend shouldn't kiss. Maybe Jess was
1: inside and she's reasserting her dominance over Dean.
2: I think it was supposed to be like (laughs) an apology for having been in a bad mood earlier. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I guess.
0: That makes sense.
2: Either way, he reacts the way that all boys react to Roy's chase little kisses by acting like he's going to melt into a puddle on the ground.
0: (laughs) It wasn't even like a tongue kiss or anything. It was just a longer kiss.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you know,
0: whatever. Um when Well Rory Rory spots Lane and it's like a western.
1: They like yes. march at each other <laughs> like, we're gonna have this out right now. Yes. Yep. They meet in the Aww. middle and Rory's
0: immediately judgmental.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. and Lane knew that she would be. Mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder though, like, is part of the
1: reason Rory's so upset because Lane didn't tell her. I think it's kind of a chicken-and-the-egg
2: situation.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: because if Lane had said, oh, hey, I'm thinking about being a cheerleader, Rory would have been like, that's a good joke. But, yeah. like, there's just no way that it wouldn't have been met with, like, scorn as the first yeah. reaction. As it, yeah.
1: I mean, Lane was point on, I knew you would judge me for this. Yeah. And doesn't Rory say, like, of course I judge you or something like that? Maybe I imagine that. um she says why like what would have been your first thing yeah yeah to be fair
0: Rory, you make fun of everybody really reminiscent of jess later on saying like we used to make fun of people in porches oh yeah (laughs) when they meet logan yeah and it's like we never actually see this making fun of it but we're it's reference Mm -hmm. at the very least i want to see if Janie Furman has an actress because we, well, do we ever see Jamie Furman? I don't,
1: I don't know, know if we ever see her. I just think we just hear about her. Because Jamie Ferdman said that Lane would make a great cheerleader.
2: And I gotta say, I am all for Lane being a cheerleader. Like, Me Rory too. goes to a different school.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, like, and, like, L- Lane deserves friends
2: yeah. that are not Rory. And she's having fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. She doesn't have to explain herself.
2: Yeah, honestly, like, I feel like there is kind of a, like, a little bit of a feminism thing going on here, very similar to the Donna Reed episode, Mm -hmm. where it's like, Lane is like, I'm choosing this, this is what I want. And Rory's kind of like, but you shouldn't choose it because it's a bad thing, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's like, no, if you want to be a cheerleader, be a cheerleader. If you want to be a housewife, be a housewife. Ironically, it's, okay. it's
0: very clicky, but it's clicky because of Rory, not because of right? Lane. Yeah. So not her best moment.
1: Yeah. No. So
0: we go back to Lorelei's situation, and Luke is under the house. Mm-hmm. Um and I love this scene because I would have thought she would have went to Luke first.
1: Me too! Because she's gone to him. Well, I guess she will go to him in the future for other financial. And maybe this is kind of the catalyst that tells her, like, if she needs help financially, Luke will help her mm-hmm. and has the mean, ability
2: to do so. Even just, like, having Luke check it out first, not calling mm-hmm. Kirk out, you know? like Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. Why would you call Kirk before she called Luke? Like, But either way, I love this scene because Luke is, like, such a stand-up guy. And Mm -hmm. he's so
1: sneaky, and not in a bad way, sneaky, but just like, and I want to help you. We can, you know, it needs fixed, and it's going to be expensive. But you know, I know some guys, and we can get out here and can. Can I ask a question? Yeah,
0: was this not the solution that Lorelai was trying to get?
2: Right, like it's literally exactly what she wanted. Yeah,
1: like even why didn't she take it? Even if you don't want to be in. I feel like if she had sat down and just like, okay, this will work, but I am going to put interest on this to pay you back, like, it would have made a more formal, more business arrangement, and it would have worked.
2: Yeah, I think think she was avoiding having to borrow from anybody that she knew, you know? Like, a bank is one thing, but to, like, borrow money from a friend, then you always, like, have that between you, so... It was a really great option. Luke gave her a really, really good option and she very politely declines.
0: And he it probably would have been less because yeah. it was not a company. It was just mm-hmm. I don't know, random guys that Luke knows.
1: I'm pretty well, sure he, it would said have been he knew a great a company. Contra- yeah, a contract and he would oh, okay. he would have paid them and mm-hmm. then she would have essentially paid him back. Gotcha. Yeah. But I can see Lorelai seeing this as like pity help. Or charity. And yeah. Lorelai will not Pride take is charity. a big issue in
0: this yes. episode.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. it's a character trait. Like, yeah. she does not take well to people trying to help her. <laughs> right.
0: Well, Rory arrives, and it's a quick scene, but, like, Lorelai says, Dean called twice. They literally right? just left each other.
1: Yeah.
2: That's wild. What?
1: So, like, seriously, you're exactly right. Timeline this. Dean and Rory have lunch at Luke's. They walk yep. outside, say goodbye. Rory and Lane confront each other. And then Rory walks home. And in that space. And she's grumpy the... and she
2: gets home. She's still grumpy.
1: And in the 15 minutes,
2: <laughs>
1: Dean Two has calls. called
2: twice. Oh, man. What's Why? the second call for? What was the first call for? Making sure she's got home. So maybe like, this is like uh, some like just jealousy. Maybe he's like checking up on her to get home. You know what?
0: I think we are spoiled with text messages.
2: I will give I will give him leniency
1: on the first call. Of Oh, hey, maybe they were discussing something and a new fact or whatever popped into his mind and he wanted to call and share it with her. I yeah. will get that. But the second call is entirely unnecessary because he knows at this point or you should call him back when she gets home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he calls again, then it, it really does feel like he's just checking up on her.
2: Yeah. I
0: will say, like, text messaging is so nice. It is. Right.
1: Yeah. Back in the
0: olden days. And, like, they didn't have that in the early 2000s slash 90s. But, like, bro, two calls.
1: <laughs> Dean would get be the equivalent of, like, sending 20 text messages 10 minutes after you left.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, did, did you, you get know, home? Did you doing? get home? Are you Why yet? aren't you answering? Anyways, uh, the last thing I will say about the scene is Lorelai with her glasses was really cute. So
2: cute. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like we see her in glasses so rarely that I'm like, yeah. what are they for, Lorelai? You're not reading in this scene, so they're not readers. Do you have bad um, vision and you ignore it most of the time? She might wear contacts.
1: I yeah, feel like I, guess. I, I read somewhere, or maybe you guys told me that The glasses that Lorelai wears are Lauren Graham's actual glasses. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe it's Lauren Graham. Her eyes are just bugging her, and she can't get her contacts in, so she wears her glasses those days. Mm. I mean,
2: I'm all for glasses in TV shows. All three of us are glasses girls, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's nice to see glasses representation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The next scene, we have Lorelai arriving at this fancy bank, and... Mm. Who's waiting in the lobby? I mean, of course Emily is there. Yeah. Like, at this point, Shock how it. are you surprised? <laughs> yeah.
2: And she's, like, gonna leave. She's She just heads right out the door. And I just... Yeah. I Not really, Lorelai. I understand she's... What's your other option? Right? Come on. I understand You she's turned like, down the frustrated? other good option
1: that you had.
0: Ugh.
2: <sighs> Lorelai.
0: Yeah. And I guess there's, like... I don't know... Emily agrees that she'll stay quiet, that she'll just ask about the wife, and that's it, kind of thing. Um, but, man, the pride.
1: Yeah, the there's a lot of... cringy cringey in this yeah, conversation right. with, what, Miles, whatever his name is? Miles Hahn. Like, Treat
2: me like anybody who just came in off the street asking for a loan. Well, one, you would not be having a meeting with the what manager president president of the bank it
0: was the president of the bank like
2: no absolutely not and two you wouldn't even have like if your mom wasn't here they probably still wouldn't have talked to you
1: no and she's trying to force the conversation out of emily that she told emily this is all you can say she's like Mm -hmm. oh so funny my mom really wanted to ask about your wife or something so she's It just the whole conversation is yeah it's awkward and as much as i love lorelei it's it's cringy, and the pride is through the roof.
0: Mm-hmm. And Lorelai is very charismatic. Yeah. If she wants to be. Oh, like yeah. she, she It's can be for very, her to be like this. Yeah. Like, she can be awkward, but this was just... It was beyond awkward at this point.
1: There's... I feel like Lorelai is normally, like, a cute awkward, and this yeah. is just a cringe awkward. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. Um, and there's a power struggle
1: between yeah. Lorelai
0: and Emily. And, like... I understand where Lorelai is coming from. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I wish she would have worded it better. Of like... I am here as a business... This is a business meeting. Mm -hmm. I guess I wouldn't be a business meeting. But like,
2: this is a... It's a professional meeting, right? Professional meeting. And I would prefer
0: if I was the one you were talking to. Mm
2: -hmm. Right?
0: Which, I don't know. I have mixed feelings.
2: Right? Like, imagine that you go into a situation... Where you know somebody, right? You're friendly, you've done dinner, and then you have a stranger mm-hmm. to them that you've brought. And the stranger to them says, You're not allowed to talk to them, you're a friend.
0: Yeah, it's really like, weird. Like,
2: it's strange. And it would be strange for the friend, too. Because mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. then you're just silently, quietly, like, yeah. sitting there.
1: In defense of him, he is like, Okay, if this is oh, what yeah. you want, looks at the paperwork, he's like, Sorry, we can't help you. Based off of what you have here,
2: it takes him like ten seconds to be like, yeah. "Nope, I'm I can't offer you anything." And Lorelai does get
0: emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. she is determined, and I, I think mean, I she... don't blame her
2: for
1: getting emotional. No,
0: me neither. I probably would have just like, I mean, I'm a crier. Oh, so like when <laughs> when things get like when I get yelled at, I immediately mm-hmm. start to cry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not that he was yelling
1: at her. No. But he was being tough love. Not yeah. even love. Tough. <laughs> he was just, just being tough. Tough business deals. You want this yeah. to be a business transaction. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what this is. Here you go. But it makes me wonder, in like, the inn
0: Independence Inn settings, or even later on with the Dragonfly, how is Lorelai gonna take projections? Yeah.
1: I feel like, though, for Lorelei in this situation, it's much more personal. Well, it's yeah, her oh, yeah. house that she built off of mm-hmm. her life, being a maid for however many years and working her way up to get this house. Like, I have to imagine, like other than Rory, this house is her pride and joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the Independence Inn and the Dragonfly, at that point, it's business. It's business all around. Yeah. And yeah, if either of those ends fail, it does spell bad things for Lorelai. But not at as personal as a stake as what her house would. The yeah. poor Crap Shack. Oh, I totally
2: forgot about the name of that. So I I really <laughs> do
1: love that you threw that in there.
2: <laughs> Luckily, uh, I mean, Lorelai breaks down essentially and says, like, I will do whatever it takes to get this loan. And he's like, In a well, non-sexual way. Right? But I mean, the way <laughs> she says it, it's like she's going to do what it takes to get this money. And the answer is to have her mom co-sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which Emily knew about. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, she probably explained the situation and said, hey, my daughter's trying to get a loan. She keeps getting turned down. You know, what could we do? And he probably said, well, she probably needs a co-signer. Emily said, Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, that's me. Cool. (laughs) Right? I'll do it. (laughs) And at
0: this point, it still looks like Emily's just trying her best to help Rory and Lorelai. Yeah. And Lorelai throws it in her face. Mm -hmm. She's mean. She hurts her. Yeah. But I also think that she just knows what's coming.
1: Yeah. I, I, I get, we'll, we'll get to it. I'm not
2: saying it until yeah. we get to it.
0: Well, yeah. okay. So let's move on to the Stars Hollow High
2: drama again. Yes. Because even though Rory doesn't like cheerleaders and Dean wasn't part of the team, right? No, he's not part of the so, team. Like, I don't Six know. Foot what new would...
1: gorgeous man is not part of the basketball team <laughs> in like, small he town had a America? So at all.
2: <laughs> he had a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> she is there for the pep rally. To support her best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what it comes to. There's a down new coach,
0: some new uniforms. There's a bit about all these poor kids getting like undressed in the freezing snow.
2: I yeah. wish to
1: God one of them would have just looked at Taylor or Bootsy who makes an appearance. I'm like, oh, if they're so whimps, you take off your coat and hat and scarves and right? just stand in the negative ten weather. Yeah.
2: First also, off, why
0: is Taylor the speaker at this prep rally?
2: Because Nobody he's knows. what town selectman or shouldn't but like the principal the coach or, or yeah the principal be making
1: someone of the sports sure
2: department? <laughs> Taylor does as much as he possibly can. If there's a potential <laughs> Ooh, for Taylor, a bad to do joke it, there. He'll do it. <laughs> can you guys love that they got like. The Chicago
1: Bulls yeah. lawyer, legal Yeah, counselor. their accountant or something. <laughs> something. Yeah.
0: Bootsy does come out of nowhere to give like a 70s macho man speech.
2: Yeah. It's in so, his so funny. Scarf and hat. Yeah. After last week, like, like, we brought up that we get a lot of Bootsy. I'm like, wow, we're really getting a lot of Bootsy. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm.
0: But Lorelei arrives, coffee in hand, and Rory and her makeup. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But Lorelai explains herself pretty well, and she's not backing down on the fact that Rory overstepped.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like the conversation, what Lorelai says in this fight, I wish would have happened in, or I guess this isn't a fight, but I wish what she said here would have happened the night that it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand Lorelai's emotions were going crazy, and like you said, Jess, these kind of things trigger her with her parents when they're involved. But, like, she explains herself so well and calm and, like, you just – you need to understand, have you ever needed for anything? Have I always gotten you everything that you needed?
2: And more. Like, I love that she points out, you know, you've always had, like, everything you need and books and book covers. Like, Rory has always had the new toys and the fashionable clothes. Like, she's never had to – like, yes, I'm sure – Lorelai has made stuff or she's you know saved here and, and but like Lorelai's right Rory has no reason to doubt her mm-hmm. it um
0: it was a really nice scene I guess yeah it reminds me of me and my mom like after my parents divorced it was just me and my mother and like you know it it's a big difference and suddenly mm-hmm. there's one less income coming into the house and you're in, in a different world Mm -hmm. And, like, my mom was always there for me. And, like, very much like this, I think I, even back then, you need a reminder of, like, you are still being fed. You're still being, you know, everything is still good. Yeah. And Lorelai is the adult here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. And while this incredible conversation is going on, Lane is just, like, dancing her little butt off. She's great. She's one of the girls that actually does get lifted up.
0: Well, she's like in the center of all of this.
2: Yeah, she is like front and center. Apparently, she even mm. picked the music, and mm-hmm. she's having so much fun. And I love that for her.
0: We get a cute scene with the troubadour.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: I don't which, know. Was it an actual song he was singing? I think. It I is. feel like it has to be because that song is in SpongeBob. Like not um, like they redo it's the a words. Beach Boys song. Oh, okay. uh, it's
0: a Beach Boys song. Okay.
1: Like, there's an episode in Spongebob where they essentially change the words, and Spongebob sings it about Larry. And Charlie did not understand why I knew all the words. (laughs) Well, child.
0: I gotta be honest, I have not watched a Spongebob episode in probably 15 years.
1: I mean, this was like one of the first, first or second season episodes. Oh, man.
0: Way back. Um, Before it got weird.
1: But yeah, Rory and Lane make
0: up. Mm -hmm. Although... Lane points out, like, I should be able to tell you things. Yeah. Yeah. Which she should be. They're best friends. And we finally we're finally here. We get to the last scene of the episode. It's Friday night dinner and the next week. Richard is still not there. Not even explained this time. A very busy bee. (laughs) And um the house is being worked on. Emily is not happy. But Emily's not very happy.
1: Yeah. I'd say kudos to Lorelai for like trying to reach out and start a conversation but at the same time like she has to know at this point that it's kind of this is all cold-shouldered right now because of how she treated emily yeah i want to mention real
0: quick is that um they don't point this out but like there's it's another kitchen discussion Mm -hmm. this kitchen will get so many fights between lorelei and emily That's and makeups yeah yeah. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, Emily's heart. And I think and I still think at this point she has every right to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Laurel, I basically came in yelling at her and saying, You only help me if you can get something out of it and kind of alludes to you only you like you don't really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only care when it helps you. And yeah. I know Emily is obviously not the best mother but I do think she does love Lorelai and she does want the best for her.
0: Mm-hmm. And Rory, so yeah. So for
1: for her for Lorelei to, to basically tell Emily, you don't care about us, you only want us for what you can, you only want to help us for what you can get, that's mean, that's hurtful. It is. She apologizes. They're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then
0: Emily goes, by the uh, way, I'm gonna be doing my DAR meetings at the end from
1: now
2: on. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like,
1: it real it really is, because my take on this is I really do not think Emily was gonna try to get anything out of Lorelei until Lorelei treated her this way. And then yeah. she's like, you know what? If this yeah. is what you want, here you go.
0: I do like Lorelei's she's good. Mm-hmm. Like she knew it was coming, but like I, I agree, Emily. I think it only came because Lorelei pushed it.
2: Well, it's like it's kind of the you know. Well, if you continue to say that I'm a monster, I'm gonna be a monster. Yeah, you know.
0: And I'm pretty sure this is the only part of the episode that actually goes to another episode, because the DAR meetings do actually happen at the in at one point.
1: I think but we like, only see like one or two. Not yeah, very. We never see them. Well, that doesn't mean okay. they don't happen, but
2: so. Let's see. We've got the termites, which we don't hear about the termites again. Nope. Right? Mm-hmm. Does Lane being a cheerleader? Do we see that again? I no.
0: don't think so. No. We're gonna well, have to keep an eye out, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah. Uh, we never discuss the PSATS again.
0: Nope. Mm-hmm. Paris is no longer anxious about it.
2: And the loan? We don't hear about the loan coming up again. Nope. So yeah, mm-hmm. that I. One of the things we I think we've all said kind of fillery, but it really feels like an episode you could like pick up. And drop at any point in the season, and apart from like the fact that it's cold outside for the basketball players or PSAT season, I mean it could mm-hmm. slot in almost anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. It's well, I guess. Barely tied. Rory would not be taking the PSATS in, in Yale. So you yes, necessarily early season. It. <laughs> the the early season. Early
0: <laughs> Or really, season two, I guess. Mm. okay that was that episode i don't mm-hmm. think it's a favorite of any of ours but it's not a bad episode it's just like we said things don't come from this episode
1: yeah guys who was the townsperson person of the week it's a hard one can i hot take this yeah go ahead i'm gonna go with emily i i feel like it's like you guys said, it's a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy. I really feel like she very altruistically wanted to help her daughter and granddaughter. And it was only being treated like crap from Lorelei that made her be like, mm, Okay, well, we'll do the D.A.R. meetings at the end.
0: And to be honest, the D.A.R. meetings are not even like that crazy horrible.
1: Right. It's Like Lorelei I- could very easily like never have anything to do with right. it other than make sure it's on the schedule.
2: It's business for her her business yeah um i I like Emily, but mine would be Lane, mine too, I just I don't <laughs> know,
0: she's so cute in this episode,
2: well, she's showing a lot of town spirit, which we have mm-hmm. to applaud, but also, I just think it's like it's very so you know Neville, like it takes a lot of courage to stand up to your enemies, but even more to stand up to your friends like to Five do this thing. To that, <laughs> <laughs> but to do this thing that she knows that the people who love her would like mock her for because mm. she enjoys it. I think that's pretty cool. We don't get a lot of justice for Lane and I think this is a minor justice for Lane moment. Like you could be a cheerleader <laughs> and be punk too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and she defends herself against Rory. Yeah. Um which I think is like kind of brave of her. Yeah. Cuz usually like she kind of just goes along with rory Mm and like nope so i also vote lane
1: i don't disagree with you guys my only concern on that one was i feel like we didn't have a whole lot of lane it was what three very short scenes yeah Um, but i can i can fully
2: support lane (laughs) but i mean three very short scenes were still a major plot point in this episode that's how little (laughs) goes on in this episode (laughs) yeah that's
0: true
1: so yay and to Lane. I think our Lane. Lane doesn't end the episode with a Okay, well now I'm gonna manipulate you. Mm-hmm. That is true. Okay, so
2: congrats, Lane. And yay. after Townsperson of the Week, we have references with Sandra.
0: For this week's references, I have a couple of references that uh, stuck out to me, mostly because I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> nice. That's always That's good ones. We got a couple, and I hate to say outdated, because Prince will always be in our hearts, but oh, just true. stuff from the 80s. Purple Rain was referenced, which was yeah. a 1984 movie with Prince. We also got The Corys,
1: which is a- mm, um, Cory Montia or not. Cory Haim and- cory fellman Corey monteith is glee much that later glee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um which are it's an 80s reference to two actors who shared the same name unfortunately a very sad instance of yeah. child acting we also get coyote ugly the sopranos nancy drew all pretty well-known pieces of media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i want to focus instead on those on the weird ones so, first, when Rory and Lorelei are fighting, Lorelei says, You think I sit around all day swapping witticisms with Robert Benchley at the Algon- Algon- Algonquin? 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 No.
1: <laughs> Algonquin? Algonquin. Algonquin.
0: Algonquin. Algonquin. Um, okay, no. I'm never going to pronounce <laughs> that right. So, Robert Benchley was a humorist, a comic, basically. Yeah, comic. Can- um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Born in 1889, died in 1945. Within that time, he wrote for the Harvard Lampoon at Harvard, Vanity Fair, and The New Yorker. And he wrote, um, absurdist essays. He focused on puns and wordplay. But really, his definition of humor was anything that makes people laugh. Although, in reality, he usually catered to upper-class audiences. He also acted... Where he did like spoofs of himself or of the common man. He-, he liked to make fun of the common man a lot.
1: My my thoughts on that immediately went to Stephen Colbert. Hmm. As you're describing
0: him. Now for the second part of that sentence, here's that word again. Algonquin? Yeah. yeah! Yay! The Algonquin Hotel is a historic hotel in Manhattan. In that hotel, there's something called the Algonquin Algonquin Roundtable, where a number of literary and theatrical celebrities would hang and just like talk the shit,
1: right? Their own version, nice literatureists of the night of the roundtable. Basically, yeah,
0: and it was really like big from 1919 to 1929. Dorothy Parker and George Kaufman were also members, and it was mostly writers getting together and playing poker or charades. Um, They would pull pranks on each other and just tell jokes. It was was the rich writer's room, basically.
1: Nice. Fair enough.
0: So that's what she's talking about. So the next one I want to focus on is Rory telling Lorelai how Mrs. Kim chased her halfway down the street with a hose and how it was like a scene from Silkwood. (laughs) Hmm. So Silkwood is a 1983 movie with Meryl Streep, the incredible Meryl Streep, Um, Based on the book, Who Killed Karen Silkwood? Karen Silkwood was a whistleblower at a nuclear power plant who mysteriously died in a car crash.
2: Uh
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. It's apparently a very good film. I have not seen it. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. Have not. No. Um, But in the film, Karen is contaminated by radiation and there's a decontamination process that she's basically assaulted with water. Yeah.
1: So, okay, then.
0: That's what Rory's trying to like, you know, convey with that with that hose, uh, little hosing that she gets. So, like, I never seen this movie, so I watched a clip on
1: YouTube,
0: mm. um, which I recommend because it's up there. And first off, Meryl <laughs> Streep is amazing.
1: Well, yeah, Meryl
2: Streep. She's. Great. But
0: secondly, that is a hell of a shower that they give her. Oh no!
2: <laughs> yeah yeah anytime you have to like do an actual decontamination like because i used to work in a lab even washing your hands 15 minutes like if you get exposure 15 minutes of just washing your hand Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah those were
0: my references and now we know a little bit more after uh references we have media with emily books
2: movies and
1: Okay, so this week we are doing Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I was super excited about Uh, in the very first, like, what, minute of this episode? Yeah. Lorelai and Rory are talking about going to see it. So, I didn't know this. Rocky Horror started out as a stage show. Oh. oh really? And I felt like an idiot for not knowing this. So, the movie stars Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, and Barry Bostwick, um, I will give a small shout out to Meatloaf. He was one of the characters in it and he passed away recently. very recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. So Meatloaf passed away recently. But the show was originally written by Richard O'Brien. He was an unemployed actor. He wrote it uh, in the early 70s over a year because he just kind of apparently had nothing else to do. But it initially premiered in the 60-seat Royal Court Theater on July 19, 1973 and it Shortly after premiering, so like in 1974, I think less than a year later, uh, because of its success, it transferred to a larger venue on, of uh, Kings Road Theater, and it ran there for six years. Oh, wow. Hmm. So okay. nice filming run. for the movie happened in in 1974, I think in 19, 1974, as well as started a run in New York on Broadway, or not on Broadway, <laughs> but in New York. Mm-hmm. Off Broadway. Yeah. So the filming started and went... They only filmed over three months, October to December of 1974, and then the movie was released in 1975, which blows my mind because it feels like movies take so long to film now. But Tim Curry, so Dr. Frankenfurter, Richard O'Brien, who played Riff Raff, Patricia Quinn, who played Magenta, and Nell Nell Campbell, who played Columbia, and then Jonathan Adams, who played Dr. Everett Scott, they were all the stage show. Oh my uh, god! These are the original actors. I that love that premiered the show out, and I didn't know this, but this was Tim Curry's theatrical debut. Like, this is his first thing ever. Oh, wow. Well, and like, he's... can you imagine Doctor Frankenfurter being your first
2: show <laughs> ever? Well, and then to see what like an incredible varied career he had mm-hmm. after that too. You know, he was definitely yeah. not typecast.
1: No. no, if you don't know who Tim Curry is. This is obviously his breakout role. He was also in Congo. He was in, um, I think his last thing was an episode of Criminal Minds. He did like a two part series. He was Pennywise in the original It movie. Mm-hmm. Mm, he
2: like, was. That's where I Fantastic him pro- actor. Wasn't he the dad on The Wild Thornberries? Wasn't he Nigel? Yes. Yes, he, was. he is. <laughs> yeah. You know, he does a lot of voice acting work too. He does. So
1: the movie itself was filmed at the Oakley Court and it was inspired by science fiction b-horror movies 50s rock and roll and the 70s glam rock which you can see all of these things and it's the the perfect combination of all of them it is it had a very poor release yeah i can imagine uh, yeah. So it had initial release, I think, in Bristol and then also in New York City. And then it was pulled from the other eight premiere cities it was supposed to be in. Oh, <laughs> uh, Roger Ebert said it was ignored by pretty much everyone was his review. Mm-hmm. And Newsweek said it was tasteless, plotless and pointless. But I guess there were a couple <laughs> movies that were getting these huge followings in midnight showings. So mm-hmm. somebody from um, Fox managed to get it out to some theaters for midnight showings. And from there, it just, like, exploded into the cult classic that it is now. It is the longest-running theatrical movie ever. It's still shown regularly in theaters every year, specifically around Halloween. But I thought it was very cool. There is a theater in Germany that plays it every week. Wow. wow. They have RHPS kits that they give out. Um, It comes with a biscuit, rice, a whistle, a candle, and a sheet of instructions for the time warp.
0: Oh, wow. Because, yeah, you throw bread, right? There's, like... Yeah, yeah so there's you throw cues. bread, you light a
1: candle. There, Yeah, so, like, there's designated spots for all of these props that you're given that you're supposed to use. It. Like, you throw the bread, it's supposed to be toast, at the screen. You throw the rice, I think, at the wedding? At the beginning? Yeah, that would make that sense. That makes sense, yeah. So, a okay. quick overview of the movie itself. Brad and Janet are at a wedding, and Janet catches a bouquet. And Brad proposes. So they go to see a professor that they knew helped introduce them, something. Mm-hmm. And in going to see him, they get a flat tire. It's raining outside. This is, like, what? The 70s? 60s? 50s? Yeah, 70s. Nobody knows. They don't have, you have phone. cell phones. They have to walk to this castle that they saw a couple miles back. Why not? So they get there. Magenta and Riffraff open the door. Bring him in. The doctor is having an event. And we get into, like, the time warp. Great mm-hmm. song. Mm -hmm. um and like all the music it's a musical tim curry comes out dressed in full drag and it's fantastic he looks amazing oh my god i should not have been sexually attracted to this man in full corset (laughs) and like panties but i was also so are brad and janet whether they Mm -hmm. either of them want to admit it universal appeal it is oh my god So, Tim Curry plays Dr. Frankenfurter in full drag this entire show. He has created the perfect man. Um, He then murders another man, makes him into a chicken. Um, The doctor that they go to see shows up, and Dr. Frankenfurter turns them all to stone after seducing Janet and Brad (laughs) and Rocky. Rocky being the man that he brought to life, just so we're known. His name is Rocky (laughs) Order. And and then they all do a show at the end and turns out the sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania is their planet and galaxy that they're from.
2: And at one point, Meatloaf like <laughs> busts through a wall on a motorcycle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I read somewhere too. I don't remember if it was Meatloaf or the guy who plays um, Dr. Everett Scott, but one of those busts through, they didn't make the door for. So they're literally busting through the wall. Oh, God.
2: It's – the whole thing is totally burned into my mind. I watched it for the first time in high school around Halloween because it was showing on TV Mm -hmm. and actually I got one of my, like, longest, best friendships out of it because I mentioned it to a girl in my English class the next day that I had watched it. We were paired up at a project and it was, like, her thing. She was obsessed with it. And to this day, we're still great friends because she was, like – so I have pretty strong eyebrows. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, you have Frank's eyebrows. You are my Frank. <laughs> and from then on, I was her Frank. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, I gotta be fair. Like, Dr. Frankenverter Frank? Yeah. is He has very thin eyebrows. But I have very
2: show. strong arched brows. And that's why she was like, you have transvestite eyebrows. And I was like, that's a wild thing to say to somebody you don't know. <laughs> but we're still, like, very good friends to this day.
0: Um, I have never watched this movie. I gotta admit it.
2: You yeah, gotta watch it. It's fun. And um,
0: it's... the only, like, I've heard so many references I know, like, about the toast and about the rice and stuff like that. But really, the main um, parody I've seen is from Bob's Burgers, which is nice. my favorite show. It's a great show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They uh, It's called Vampire Disco Death Dance, which yes. is a parody of Rocky Horror. <laughs> picture show i really recommend it it was a great episode and then also from perks of being a wallflower when they they do it there Mm
1: -hmm. so to add to that too just so we're just to let it all out So this movie is shown in theater, but there are a lot of theaters who have people dress up and act out and lip sync the movie as it plays. Mm -hmm. So you almost see it as a live production and on theater while you're watching this, which I think is so cool. But that's in perks of being a wallflower. That's why he's they're actually dressing up and Mm -hmm. and doing that is because people still do this regularly every single year. I'll give it a shout out. It does have a lot of its following was built from the LGBTQ community. Um, just because, I mean, this movie came out in the 70s with a man singing about being a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. It embraced a lot of sexual liberation, androgyny, and of course, Dr. Frankenfurter kind of being trans. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love this movie. It does have, I will say, I hadn't watched it in a long time. I watched it today. Um, there would be some potential sexual co- coercion in there um cannibalism it's literally meant to be like a b-horror movie like it's It's
2: extremely campy yeah Yeah.
1: it is so i just want to throw a little bit of warning out there like there are some there are definitely some questionable things happening in this movie but yeah (laughs) so that was rocky horror picture show go watch it yeah so after an overly long rocky horror we have fashion with jess Mm -hmm. Fashion choices,
2: making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. Yeah, so this was a... I feel like I keep saying this. I, this was another, like, fashion light episode. There's not a ton of standout fashion. Um, I just wore a couple of silky blouses in this episode that... Mm-hmm. Are pretty noticeable she wears an extremely pink one at work one day um and it's like so silky and so iridescent and pink that it almost feels unprofessional
0: it looks like satin
2: yeah like- it's like really shiny and pink um and she pairs it with a red kind of silky headband interesting look her first friday night dinner look is another silky blouse and, uh, it's got this v neck, almost lingerie inspired look to it. It's long sleeve, and she wears it with a black mini skirt. Uh, obviously, we see the new uniforms of the Stars Hollow High School basketball team. And for all Taylor's hyping them up to be, they look like any other red basketball yep. <laughs> uniform that what I've did ever seen. The old seen, ones look right. Like? Maybe they were out there in like sweatpants. they had like the <laughs> tiny little Maybe short they were short shorts, <laughs> shorts or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And the cheerleading uniform, again, it looks like a very standard early 2000s cheerleading uniform, although so, I will say um when we see Lanes' uh jacket up close, it looks like it's got one of those hoods that zips like all the way down the back of the neck to open into a collar so you can like zip it into a hood or have it open mm-hmm. into a really big collar, which is super fun. So that that jacket was very
1: standard and my high school okay. you had to pay a, you had to pay a little extra to get it which is another reason i think mrs kim knew mm-hmm. because i don't think lane could have ordered that jacket with her own money um traditionally a lot of the girls in my school that had it had like their last name or something stitched mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. into okay the yeah. jacket um my only thing would be like i'm in the midwest i know it gets colder on the east coast especially northeastern coast none of the cheerleaders in any of the high schools i went to ever wore tights If it was cold enough to actually need them, they had like I don't want to say they wore track suits, yeah, huh?
0: Track bottoms, but they,
1: yeah, yeah, they wore track bottoms, and Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, they essentially wore that instead of their actual cheerleading uniform. So it was was interesting to see cheerleaders with tights on.
2: Yeah, it was. It (laughs) was like a more, um, or I guess it was like a less sexualized version of cheerleaders. Definitely, it was very like
0: youthful and. A little bit sexualized movements. I mean, yeah, the like, movements around, were definitely your ass yeah. at
2: the crowd. Yes, yeah. But I mean, the mm-hmm. outfits were not like overtly sexualized, mm-hmm. which is nice because I think that that's mm-hmm. like that's kind of Lane's vibe, right? She just wants maybe to Maybe that's fun why and Mrs. Dance. Kim
0: is okay
1: with it.
2: That's yeah, one of my I mean, thoughts. Maybe
0: Mrs. Kim is the reason why they're wearing <laughs> tights. Maybe
1: yes. I mean, realistically, none of my none of the schools I went to had like overly sexual cheerleading outfits. Like no. Mm-hmm the bring like outfits of like the bellies yeah. showing and everything like maybe it's cuz I'm in the midwest but that didn't exist anywhere that was against <laughs> dress code yeah. i mean i went to catholic school so like
0: every part was covered
2: yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah so kind of kind of meh on the fashion emily every time we see her looks poised and elegant mm-hmm. she wears a red ensemble to the uh the business meeting which is a real power move and then her yeah. final Friday night dinner outfit, Emily has, it's a dark navy with a metallic mm-hmm. like V-neck element. It's really pretty. I just, I think she's dressed I... so well. She's styled so well. I
1: love Emily with the metallic elements. Like she yeah. had that gold trim uh, mm-hmm. last episode on her suit. It just, it's a nice little pop without being like outrageous or ostentatious or anything.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I'm not, I'm not even going to do a best worst and steal because I was like so underwhelmed, but I do want to dedicate a little bit of time to discussing Jackson's pajamas. Now, anybody out there who thought I was going to say steal Jackson's pajamas, shame on you. I would never wear them. <laughs> they look horrible. Um, <laughs> they are just, they're, oh, they're so, so bad. Bad. And it's funny because on TikTok, one of the costumers for Gilmore Girls has an account, and she posts videos about it. And I watched her video about these pajamas, and I think that they couldn't get pajamas made. One thing, he says that he's got a a cousin at Xerox who makes pajamas. (laughs) What Xerox makes pajamas? Come on.
1: Isn't Xerox like a paper copy company? Yeah. Like Paper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Could be wrong. And I think that they may have actually just, like, ironed on these pictures. Probably. And they are not actually of the actor. They are of somebody's son, I think. They, like, brought in a yearbook and just started pulling out pictures, like, that (laughs) could look like Jackson. (laughs) but so awkward. Yeah. Funny, though. Yeah. It Um, looks real bad. But, yeah, I just... I wish that they had been funnier. Like, these yes. are very bad, but at the same time, I feel like they could have been funnier.
0: I feel like if he had yeah. a, a a pajama of just his blown up face. Right? That would have been Picture pajamas.
2: Yeah. But at the same time, it made me wonder, are picture pajamas a thing? N- not in my experience. Because the way they say it, oh, Jackson's got picture pajamas? Like, I don't... Anyway. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Um, I don't know what world these these girls live in. I also really like
2: Suki's pajamas. Suki's got like uh, Mm -hmm. constellation pajamas underneath a blue moon themed robe. Lots of cute PJs in this episode. Nothing that I was like super, super in love with, but uh, did I miss anything? I like Rory's like
0: pancake uh, PJs. Yes, she's got like diner themed pajamas that she wears. Yeah, they're like um, I can't really tell. It's sell. like
2: coffee pancakes. and spatulas and yeah. pancakes. Yeah. It's cute. But
0: actually, I really like her robe. I would steal the robe. I was say, the robe. if I was
1: going to steal anything, it'd be Suki's
2: robe. Everything yeah. looks so soft and so comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's also funny that everybody except for Lorelai wears full pajamas. So I guess yeah. Lorelai's just not like other girls. <laughs> so yeah, that was... Um... <laughs> That is a pretty underwhelming fashion segment. So sorry to anybody who really loved or hated something. After fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. And this would be a great opportunity for you to tell me if you think that something was really great or really bad that we missed.
1: So this week, we we were a little late in putting up our uh, episode ideas for today. So we apologize for that. But we did get a couple from Lisa. And she said, I love that Lane becoming a cheerleader was actually a backstory plot starting in the first season. And how had Lorelai never seen fifteen thousand before when she had needed a down payment for the house? That was another one of my thoughts. Yeah. Like I obviously there is a lot of speculation around how Lorelai afforded her house. Like, did she not have a trust fund from her parents? Like, did she pay cash for the house? Did she use that trust fund to make a down payment on the house? But I mean, I fully agree. Like, you have to have a down payment on a house, mm-hmm. and I would imagine for a house, let's say it's roughly one hundred fifty thousand dollars, would have needed like a ten to fifteen thousand oh, dollar down payment. Man, a- one hundred and fifty
0: thousand 000- dollars for that house—the <sighs> dream, man. Yeah, that's for- incredible. <laughs> I'm going to say no, for a, right. two be- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. a two bed yeah oh yeah I'm going to guess a two bedroom but one bath house just not in 2022
2: with a wraparound oh porch no. and and yeah. a yard yeah no unbelievable no. at this oh point
0: that's the dream
2: but thank you lisa we also
0: got a comment from ruth and i agree with this comment in my to my very core which is <laughs> She has absolutely no thoughts on this episode. It's just white noise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You couldn't have said it any better because really, honestly, this episode was just an episode.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I mean, I mean, we've to said it <laughs> multiple times already. <laughs> Nothing really happens in this episode that carries
2: over. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But thank you so much to both Ruth and Lisa for reaching out to us as a reminder, if you ever want to give us your thoughts about anything we've said in a past podcast or any upcoming episodes, you can hit us up on Instagram, email us, Twitter, uh, whatever. It's all at the end of the episode.
1: Yep. And then you can also leave reviews on um, Apple Podcasts. That helps us get our numbers up and just helps our show get seen.
2: (laughs) Yes. And Spotify. Make sure to also rate and review us on spotify that would be awesome
1: yes please that leads us to coffee yeah
0: we're ending this episode it was a stressful episode for lorelei which means
1: coffee
0: everywhere i mean she
1: had minimum six cups apparently according to luke we just didn't see any of them um i'm not counting those six cups Mm -hmm.
0: but like theoretically yes she did have six cups and then i was a little touchy on whether the coffee that she was given in the bank counts because she didn't reach for it and also she said no so i'm counting it as a no
2: mhm
0: i agree yeah so in total she had 4 cups of coffee okay and rory had 2 so uh, uh, about i would right. say a little higher but not the highest we've ever been obviously yeah, yeah. and um honestly a little high for rory
1: yeah compared to yeah, what she, she has been solid. doing mm-hmm. Like, one cup or this? Yeah, one or none. One cup or
2: Yeah. So, canonically, Lorelai has ten cups of coffee.
0: Within these, like, couple days, yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I guess it's a week. Well, it's a week, because we have yeah. two Friday night dinners, at least. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and we have to assume a lot of coffee off-screen that we never see, so. Yeah. All yeah. right. Kind of getting back I'm into still... the uh, Coffee Coffee Gilmore Girls. <laughs> coffee, coffee. 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 <laughs>
0: Um, But yeah, this was this episode. Hopefully, it was fun. I mean, like we can't we can't keep going down this repetition of this episode was just kind of an episode. But
1: I had fun with you guys. Hey, last week's episode was not an episode. (laughs) Last week's episode was the Bracebridge dinner. Great episode.
2: (laughs) So hopefully. Remember how great that was as you're finishing yeah. this one out, and yeah. you know, make sure to tune in to the next one because it'll hey, also next, be better. Yeah, we
1: get Richard and Stars Hollow. So, like, what more? Could I just we love was Like, well, this was an episode.
2: <laughs> it was a thing, and it was an episode. Um, and we're really glad you listened. Thanks for coming. Our along. review of this this episode. It was an episode. <laughs> it existed. <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and catch you in the next one. I was Sandra. I was Emily. And I was
1: Jess. We'll see
0: you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can reach us on Instagram at Pod or email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And now you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye.